Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And uh, it is a cold day on the Kenai Peninsula, I'll tell you what. But we have just a handful of days left until the November 8th election. And it is getting real hot up in here. Right? If you can't turn on your TV or turn on YouTube or go on Facebook without seeing political ads. And today is actually the first day of the um, ads for Facebook where you can't run any more political ads if you already didn't have them up and running. Facebook does a seven-day ad ban and today's the first day. So if you're helping run a campaign and you're trying to run a brand new political ad today, you will have zero luck in doing so. If you're trying to run last minute ads to get your point across, you will have zero luck in doing so. There's no way around it. You are not going to be able to run any political new political ads on Facebook. So um, we want to thank folks for listening, watching, and reading Must Read Alaska. If you really like the work that we're doing here at Must Read Alaska, feel free to go to mustreadalaska.com and click on that right hand side there. There's a donate button. Now we're working through a PayPal uh, solution, meaning a different mechanism to donate online outside of PayPal. But right now, PayPal is our, our method of donation, or you can mail a check directly to Suzanne. We have the address listed um, on that right-hand side if you just click on the donate button. And you could just as easily mail a check if you're somebody who doesn't wanna do anything with PayPal, which we totally understand. And if you enjoy our Must Read Alaska show, all we ask is you give us a review. You can go on your Apple phone to the podcast app. You don't even have to type in anything. You could just click on five-star review and we would love it. So um, without further ado, I want to welcome a friend of mine, Tuckerman Babcock, to the Must Read Alaska show. Tuckerman, how's your morning going out there on the Kenai? Good morning. Oh, I've already been out and about over to Charlotte's restaurant to meet people and and say hi and campaign and ask for votes. And it's uh, just one week left, so it's pretty exciting. Well, I, um, I'm i excited that you're out and about. I think as I talk to folks in the Kiski, you know, whether it's folks that stop into the hardware store or just, you know, folks while I'm out and about, I think that there's a general vibe of people excited that you're running. Tell us a little bit about some of the cornerstones of your campaign. What What is it that Tuckerman Babcock stands for? Well, let me talk a little bit about my biography. So my, I came up in 1966. Uh, my father came up to Alaska and brought the family. Uh, he wanted to climb mountains. And he climbed all the mountains in New England and in the Pacific Northwest. And he came up to Alaska and uh, climbed mountains, helped found the Alaska Mountaineering Club, uh, taught uh, mountaineering and wilderness survival at the community college in Anchorage. And he took us on all kinds of adventures all over the state. And in fact, my name, Tuckerman, comes from the first mountain he ever climbed, Mount Washington, and he used Tuckerman's Ravine to get to the top. And I'm just glad it wasn't the first Mexican mountain he climbed, which was Ixtaki Waddle, which would have been a little bit much to handle, especially in the campaign. And I uh, graduated from Stellar High School in Anchorage, where went 
a lot of uh, politically oriented people there, and I love history. I love this country and the whole concept of self-government. And I've spent a career, 40 years, uh, working for five different legislators, two different governors, uh, worked for um, as a volunteer in the Republican Party, as a precinct officer, district chairman. I was elected three times, a volunteer, state chairman of the Republican Party. And what's been most gratifying is to talk to average people, Alaskans who want to run, school board, city council, assembly, state legislature, governor, and to talk to them about what it is to get involved, what you're going to face, the negativity that often comes in politics, and the sense of duty and civic duty of getting involved. Our system, our republic, only works when people step forward uh, to do this. And uh, after 40 years, I thought I was ready for retirement. I have a wonderful wife, Christy, who's a state farm agent in Kenai, last 23 years. And we have eight children, 15 grandchildren, lots of reasons to uh, enjoy life at this stage. But I also have experience and know people and people know me. And I th think I have a duty to at least step forward and offer my experience and knowledge uh, to go to the state Senate and try to help the group make good decisions in a civil and productive way. And I'm not going to do this forever. I, this is a two-year term because of redistricting. If elected, my intent would be to run for one more term, and that would be six years. And, you know, there are plenty of people on the Kenai Peninsula that can step forward and uh, take my place, And but I'll have done my part, and we'll, I feel that I've done my duty. And that's why I'm running. I'm a conservative Republican. I've always focused on reducing the size of government, on maximizing individual liberty and freedom. And these are not just words. These are what have motivated me for 40 years in being involved in civic affairs. And in many ways, it's a mission field to try to make our society a better place and our country a better place. And what I like to say is, you know, Alaska has been good for me. It is good for my children. And I really want to make it great for my grandchildren and yours. And that's that's the bottom line about why I'm running. I love that. Um you know, one of the there's a couple people on the peninsula where when I hear folks tell me I'm interested in running for this or interested in running for that, you're one of the names that always gets brought up of, oh, you should go talk to Tuckerman because, you know, he's been boots on the ground. He's been the Republican, uh, you know, head of the Republican Party. You've done a little bit of everything and, you know, you've you've stayed grounded through it all. And, you know, if there's one thing that I can say that you always talk about it's your grandkids and i think anytime you you can have that kind of an attitude with running for an office like this is a good thing tell me a little bit of tuckerman about um your stance on ranked choice voting i know that on the kenai peninsula it's a very hot topic as it is around the state and there's really two camps i mean you don't kind of meddle in the middle in this i don't think you're either um really really opposed to ranked choice voting which which i am i think it's a joke of a system <laughs> Or you just love it because it's the new thing and it's like you got to, you know, you got attracted to this new shiny red object. Tell me what your stance is and why why that's your stance. Well, I think that's an excellent question. Who would have predicted that one of the main issues in this campaign would be this horrible experiment of ranked choice voting? And it is a, it was foisted on us by an attorney who uh, was also chief of staff to Governor Bill Walker and head legal counsel for Lisa Murkowski's campaign in 2016, 
And uh, this attorney designed this system in order to try to elect certain people. It's not a system to help people. It's not a system to improve our elections. It's a system to design to try to allow certain people to get elected, specifically Lisa Murkowski and, and Bill Walker. And it's such a shame. And it was a long, convoluted uh, ballot measure two years ago, 24, 25 pages. I read through it, realized how it would be applied and how awful it would be for several reasons. One is that the voters are more confused than ever because the Democrats and the Republicans are not allowed to offer a candidate. Anyone who wants to put a tag by their name gets to do that. And there's no sorting out process except in the general election when you elect the final person. And that doesn't help voters. That, that just deprives people who volunteer as Democrats or volunteer as Republicans from even being able to nominate their own candidates. And then the voters get to decide who's elected, independents, Republican, Democrat. But no, that's not good enough. And then you get to vote multiple times. So it throws out the one person, one vote principle that has been the bedrock of our election system for over 200 years. Then, even worse, it's so complicated on a ballot, this what they call instant runoff, for every office that it cannot be counted by hand. So we have to completely rely on machines and algorithms to count and give us the result. And they can't tell us on election day, they have to wait two weeks if it's a close race before they'll even count the second ballot. And that's just, that is just wrong on every level. And I campaigned vigorously against it. Now, this is a great example. My opponent, Mr. Bjorkman, um, he wrote an article in the Peninsula Clarion, November 1st, 2020. It's his own article. He loved ranked choice voting. He urged everyone to vote for it. He said it was going to be so great. And of course, it's not. It's terrible. And it it has been a waste of millions and millions of dollars, not to mention this, uh, how many people are confused by the process and don't understand that if they don't want a certain result, they've got to comply with voting for multiple people. And it's just, it doesn't end up as anything but something that should be immediately repealed. And I'm committed to that. So this is a this is an interesting point because I think um, it's worth me repeating because this is a cl very clear distinction between you and your opponent. If you're listening today and you live on the Kenai Peninsula or you have friends that live on the Kenai Peninsula, um, Tuckerman Babcock is adamantly against ranked choice voting and he's he's made the promise to do whatever he can do in his power to repeal it. His opponent, right before uh, it was put on the you know D-Day for everybody to vote for this thing, wrote an op-ed radically supporting this um, uh, ranked choice voting agenda. And I think that's just a clear distinction because uh, at the time, even though people didn't really understand what ranked choice voting was when it was on the ballot, I can only speak for what a lot of my friends were saying is that they didn't like it. People in Nikiski didn't like it. And it was just too complicated to even try to begin to understand. And um, I appreciate your stance on that because uh, it's easy to flip-flop on things and you have not flip-flop on this. Uh, you've had the same opinion since uh, day one on ranked choice voting. So uh, tell me, Tuckerman, what are some things that 
you are hopeful that you might accomplish um, when you're elected? I know there's two years and then another election, but in those first two years there, you're in the office, you know, plugging away. What are some things that you're excited about accomplishing? I'm going to bring other experience that I have. Uh, I spent 10 years with the electric company in management and three and a half years as a commissioner, quasi-judicial commissioner, overseeing the regulation of oil and gas development on state and private land in Alaska. And my focus on getting the economy moving through limiting government's involvement is going to be vital toward jobs, prosperity, keeping our children and grandchildren here. And that focus, you can never let that, doesn't matter, I mean, rank choice is out there, the permanent fund dividend, which is another issue where my opponent and I are very different. But my experience in the private sector with the electric company and as a regulator on oil and gas uh, development, which that commission's job is to maximize the oil and gas development. It's called the Conservation Commission, but what that means is you design policies and and plans of operation that will maximize the uh, recovery of oil and gas. And those are issues vital to Alaska. Oh yeah, and especially here on the Kenai Peninsula, um, folks that are listening, if you live on the Kenai Peninsula again, or if you have friends or family that live on the Kenai Peninsula, we still have a potentially viable uh, project, the LNG project. We also have a, a potential um, as restart up with Nutrium, which used to be Agrium. And we're going to want somebody in there that has some oil and gas experience, in my opinion. Um, and, and Tuckerman has that, you know, these are going to be um, big, complicated issues. Um, when, if, you know, if L- the LNG project comes in and it's a brand new thing, or even the restart of Nutrium, these are big companies with complicated issues that they need folks. We need somebody on the ground that um, doesn't have to start from scratch with understanding oil and gas. And and Tuckerman is somebody who's not going to have to start from scratch. So I appreciate that experience that you bring to the table, Tuckerman. Um, What, you know, as you're pounding the pavement, you're meeting with people, going out to breakfast, making phone calls, knocking on doors. What is the average person on the Kenai Peninsula concerned about um, as you're talking to folks? Well, of course, they're concerned as as an overall issue about ranked choice, because if our votes don't count and we can't tell who is really getting elected, then the whole system falls apart. So that's an umbrella. Within that, the idea that, that prices are out of control, inflation is out of control, gas prices are out of control. There's a lot of anxiety about our economic future. And that's where we need disciplined, experienced, conservative people to make sure government is efficient, is limited. And you look at every new idea, new amendment, and there are, believe me, folks, there are 500 or 600 new bills introduced every two years. And every one of those bills and every amendment to those bills, my prism is going to be, is this increasing or decreasing economic and individual liberty? And I have 40 years of experience to be able to see through, cut through a lot of these uh, newfangled ideas or a lot of pie in the sky. And we're going to get down to the basics of providing basic services efficiently and make sure that people's liberty, their economic and individual liberty are maximized. And I'm going to support Governor Dunleavy or Pierce, whoever ends up winning, 
with every fiber to battle the federal government and the Democrats under Joe Biden. And it's the special interest in Juno. I, I don't know how many people are really aware of how much both big unions, big corporate interests that are there that like to have their way. And they look at the state budget in a lot of ways, like a, their own personal bank account that they can tap into. And they've got lobbyists and uh, legislators who are beholden to them. And it's not something that troubles me. I'm, I'm retired. I do not need anything from them, <laughs> do not want anything from them. And, but I have a lot of experience and independent judgment to stand up for the average Alaskan. That's what I'm going to do. Another example of that is on the permanent fund dividend. Every big, big, uh, almost every big corporate interest, every big union interest, and the, especially the Democrats, that they want to get their hands on that permanent fund money. And we had a formula in place for 35 years, worked flawlessly until Governor Walker started messing around and making it political. And for the last six years, it's been a political football tossed around by Republicans and Democrats. And the only people who lose out are the average Alaskans, all the children, all the retired Alaskans, every Alaskan, every man, woman, and child. And it's your share of the royalty paid on oil and gas development. The royalty goes to the owners. Who are the owners? The Alaskan. Yeah. And it's already, uh, it gets a little complicated, but the royalty is already taxed at 75%. That's spent by the state every year. 25% is invested in the permanent fund. The earnings, realized earnings from the 25% of the royalty that's invested gets distributed 50% for the people, 50% possible for government. Well, that doesn't seem to be enough. They want more. And my opponent is right there with them. He keeps talking about, we need a sustainable PFD. We need a PFD we can afford. Well, it, there's no taxes for the PFD. It comes right from the realized earnings of the permanent fund. So all he's really saying is, government first, people get what's left over. I say follow the law. Yeah, sustainable permanent fund to the average Joe like myself means that the government gets their chunk first, and then we'll throw you the scraps of whatever's left. <laughs> exactly, John. And it's uh, if we don't pull together and follow the law on the PFD, I predict that the people who want it for government will take it all in short order. Yeah, you know, it's it's um, it'll be interesting to see what happens this next year as you have several um, kind of big union folks running in the Senate races um, around the state. And there could be a very scary flip of um, a lot of folks with union influence now being in control of uh, the budget and our permanent fund and those kinds of things. So um, I'm hopeful that you'll be successful in your run uh, for Senate. I think, uh, you know, for folks that are living on the Kenai Peninsula, where can they find you, you know, on the website, Facebook, tell us a little bit about where you're at, where they can find you. Absolutely. Tuckerman Babcock for State Senate on Facebook, TuckermanBabcock.com on the web, 907-394- four nine one zero cell phone and uh, i'm certainly out out and about all the time and uh, campaigning hard and it's very very rewarding to meet people who just want government to do its job and stop messing in their lives and i'm committed to doing that i love it well thank you so much tuckerman for joining us on the must read alaska show and for folks 
that uh, are interested in hearing more about Tuckerman Babcock, go to his Facebook and uh, website, give him a call. I'm sure he'd be interested in chatting with you. And uh, we, uh, we're going to have a couple other folks on the show this week. I think on Friday morning, we're going to have Kelly Chewbacca on. So you, you won't want to miss that. She'll be on at nine o'clock uh, Friday morning. And uh, I have a couple of people lined up uh, for Wednesday and Thursday. Haven't settled yet there, but we'll have some good, interesting guests for Wednesday and Thursday as well. So um, if you like your job. Yeah, thank you, Tuckerman. If you read, watch, or listen Must Read Alaska, I want to just remind you that if you want to help keep the lights on, go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side there, you can donate to Must Read Alaska, $5, $10, $50, $100. Every donation helps keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska. We're not funded by some big, huge nonprofit union conglomerate. We are funded by the average everyday Alaskan who cares about conservative, truthful news here in Alaska. So if you already do donate, uh, maybe this year or last year, we want to thank you for doing that. And if you don't like PayPal, you can always send in a check, mail in a check. If you click on that donate button, the address pops up and you can just mail Suzanne a check directly. So we thank you for listening, watching and reading. Until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. Adios.